0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP.
1: Hello. Oh, Hi. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh.
0: Today, we're going to be playing Octopus Garden. Or Octopus's Garden? Or Octopi Garden? Octopus's Garden. It's a great question. could, could be anything. <laughs> Designed by Roberta Taylor of Creature Comfort, the artist was Carrie... Uh, Edkin of tichu and it was published in 2022 by maple games uh, description is compete with other octopuses to create the most beautiful undersea garden by spending pearls to buy plants and animals cultivating oysters and attracting beautiful fish fishes uh, mechanics set collection and tile placement and at uh, the box art
1: uh so it's a uh, scene of an octopus's garden. Yeah, you have a an octopus and down under the sea with um, some lovely fish mm-hmm. and um, algae and sea anemone. A uh, little crab down there, starfish. Yeah, it's cute. It's, um, yeah, kind of looks like a children's book cover or something. Um,
2: <laughs> I'll do my my movie poll for the mm-hmm. episode. Uh, the feel that I get is uh 1960s bed bed knobs and broomsticks with Angela wow. Lansbury. Uh it was a movie where part of it was like set in a cartoon where they go to this island uh because there's like a Lion King that they're trying to get this emblem from. Um, and that's like the art style and the coloring that I get is like a 1960s uh movie, specifically bed knobs and broomsticks. I don't it might have been that 70s. Old. Yeah. But wow. we're talking the same era as like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang right. and Mary Poppins and all that.
1: Yeah, I mm. could see
3: that.
0: Uh, based off this, would you pull it off a shelf?
1: Uh, I would. Yes. Um, I would probably not for any of the reasons uh, such as the description of the book, uh, the box cover. <laughs> no, it's a children's book. Um, but I, uh, because of the link it probably does not have with the Beatles song, I would choose it.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. There's um, a
1: Beatles song? Yeah,
2: there's a Beatles song about Octopus's Garden.
1: Song? I was hoping the history was going to be about it, but I guess it's Oh,
2: not. no. <laughs> Wait, what's it actually
0: called?
3: There's a Beatles song? Yep.
0: <laughs> I remember the scene uh, in Love that had oct- octopus, octopus and jellyfish floating around.
1: Yeah. That's oh, I
0: didn't know I remember. that.
1: Mm. I, um,
2: I thought their only underwater one was Yellow Submarine.
1: There's hmm. also Octopus's Garden. It's... Probably on like one of their later albums. So not as well known. I don't know.
2: You can't see it, but BP is giving me a face that you're, that basically means, Kate, you're going to be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say
0: yes, because of the, I like the description, like the whole undersea garden with like cultivating oysters and stuff. The box art, I feel like, doesn't really capture that though. It looks a little bit too. Realistic, I guess I was expecting something more like cartoony mm. and silly, I guess, but, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to still say yes. The concept is cool. You guys.
3: I'm a yes. Uh, I, I, it, I mean, uh, the title sounded whimsical to me, uh, and the box art looks a little whimsical, but I agree. Like I was, you know, going for cartoon. It could be more Disney-esque cartoon, but at the same time, I mean, mm-hmm coral and oysters and little fishies what's there not you go. Like
0: there? i was thinking more nemo than bed yeah. knobs and broomsticks mm-hmm. or whatever
2: uh, i would also pick it up i think octopus octopi octopuses are uh, pretty cool they're probably my second favorite uh, sea creature i do what's love a good cephalopod <laughs> uh, my my favorite sea creature is a manta ray i think rays just look flippant awesome
3: where does the penguin fall into this?
2: A penguin is not a sea creature. A penguin is a bird.
3: <laughs> but it goes into the sea.
2: But it's, it's not like a sea humans. creature. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make me a sea creature.
3: You're, <laughs> I'm a, a sea creature.
2: <laughs> yeah. You what?
1: I'm a sea creature.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. octopuses are super cool. And yeah, I would pick it up. So are gardens.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm not a big so, gardener. I've... <laughs> killed many a plants with that
3: <laughs> okay
0: oh yeah
2: and we're cultivating
0: an undersea garden
3: you obviously want to have the most oysters because everybody knows oysters i mean pearls and oysters so uh
0: yeah okay so based on the beetles what hints does that give us for how it's going to play
1: um there might also be children um <laughs> well, they are sea creatures. Yeah, they are sea creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they might be destroying the garden. We're building a garden with right our tiles. Yes.
0: So the tiles obviously the garden, garden pieces. Mm-hmm. So it'll be um things like seabed and um more seabed.
3: We must be putting things on there though for the set collection, or are the tiles also set collection?
0: No, I think you're gonna be putting fish on tiles. Crabs. Okay. Crabs. I
1: want a little crab.
0: Um various crustaceans what do you what are you gonna ink what does the ink do there's surely some ink in this game right
3: mm-hmm that's squids
2: yeah is that squid
3: yeah uh
0: octopus can, can ink stuff? ink as well
3: can they <laughs> <laughs>
2: this, this episode just gonna be turning into a lot of googling
3: apparently i don't know that much about octopi
2: they're mischievous and they can escape all the time they're super mm-hmm. smart and yeah like yeah. really tricky so, yeah they can like get themselves out of like closed jars
1: and stuff um cool. so we're competing mm-hmm. to create the most beautiful undersea garden.
3: So we want to have our tiles completed first. I'm assuming mm-hmm. we're not building a, a a joint tableau. A
2: community garden, if you will. A community yeah. garden would be cool. Uh,
3: it would, but would. I don't I mean we're competing. Yeah.
2: I mean, you can still compete in, yeah, a, community in a community garden cuz you have like little plots and people like probably have competitions about who has the best plot in the community garden.
3: That's mm-hmm. true.
0: What if there's a big surprise twist and we're really just writing a Beatles song?
3: <laughs> Is that why you're dancing?
2: No, I was dancing because Kate said under the sea and now mm-hmm. I've been quietly singing <laughs> <laughs> under the sea in my head. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so history of the Beatles and or Little Mermaid and or Nemo and or bre- Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Mm-hmm. You got a lot okay. of options today.
3: A lot of options, and you do realize none of those are what I went with because Absolutely with, I think of octopus, oh. I think of sushi. <laughs> okay,
2: I thought that that, this, that might be where we're going.
3: <laughs> How did you think that?
2: Because I want sushi.
3: I know, right? okay. <laughs> Um I don't think we've done the history of sushi before. Anyway... Um there's a lot of, you know, myths and legends around the history of uh sushi. Um one of the best stories I came across was that an ancient Japanese wives tale put an elderly woman who began hiding pots of rice in osprey nests because she was afraid that thieves would steal her rice. Um over time, uh she, when she collected the pots, she found that the rice had begun to ferment. And she also discovered that the fish scraps from the ospreys' mills had mixed into the rice. And because humans do this, fermented rice with little bits of fish in it, taste it, and it tasted good.
2: Humans are so dumb. <laughs> like, we just pull stuff out of the ground. And we're like, I'm going to eat that. And then we have pe- carrots and potatoes. Yeah. Like, I just hid this in a bird's nest, right. probably where it shits, and now I'm going to eat it.
3: Uh-huh. And it tasted good. How, how are we
2: alive still? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, the rice served as a way of preserving the fish in, through the fermentation process. Um, I, there's a lot of discussion about the um, biology of that or chemical chemicals of that whatever chemistry is probably more accurate but i'm not a scientist needless to say there is some bacteria it's kind of like a vinegar styled mix which is why in more modern sushi the rice has a little bit of vinegar added to it to Mm -hmm. help yeah with the flavor and things um, the true origins, of course, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, it, we do know that there's a fourth-century text from uh China that mentions salted fish being placed in cooked rice to uh start it into the fermentation process. Um, there were fermented rice and fish dishes in. What are now modern day Myanmar, uh, Cambodia and Thailand as well mm-hmm. in various uh, places, mostly using freshwater fish to ferment the rice. Um, and in Japan, what we now know as sushi actually developed a little bit later Um in, uh, it was initially introduced in the ninth century, probably because, as Buddhism spread from the um, spread eastward from the west, uh, Buddhist dietary practices from abstaining from meat meant that many people turned to fish. Because, for some reason, lots of people think that fish is not meat, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Japanese began preparing sushi as a complete dish with the fermented rice and preserved fish. It was later in the 15th century uh, that you start to see fish and rice the process of the fermentation, new modes uh, for decomposition uh, taking place, and realizing that if you had fresher fish, you didn't need the fish to completely decompose. With some of the new technologies in the fermentation process, and it is the 19th century that we start to have the nigiri sushi that we now know and love. Um, supposedly, a man named Hanaya Yohai found himself in Edo. And um, again, uh, if he wasn't the creator, then he definitely marketed it with his name. In 1824, he opened up a sushi stall um, in the Ryogoku district of Edo, um, and it's located on the Sumida River. He took advantage of the process uh, to be able to have fresh fish. Uh, he thought it would help with some of the speedy uh, fermentation, so he added rice vinegar and salts to freshly cooked rice, put a slice of uh, raw fish on top of it, and Boom nigiri sushi and it became really popular uh with merchants especially who would stop by along the way and since his stall was by bridges he became super popular um, in the 1970s, with the advances in refrigeration and the ability to ship fresh fish long distances, uh, it became popular throughout Japan, as well as, of course, worldwide. Los Angeles was one of the first cities in America to embrace sushi in 1960s. Um, and with all of that wonderful refrigeration, You can now get pretty darn good sushi in Las Vegas, even. That was probably outside of Japan, some of the best sushi we've had.
2: Yep. I know of at least three different places in Okinawa where the sushi chef claimed to be the one who invented the California roll. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I also looked at um, Octopus's Garden was Ringo Starr's second writing credits. And it was published in the Abbey Road uh, album.
3: Mm, That's the one where they walk across.
2: That is the famous one where they walk across the the Abbey Road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: So there you go. Sushi. Now you're all hungry and you're welcome.
2: Um, Okay. So we are all octopi. I'm assuming that's the actual plural of octopus. It's both. Uh, it can be English is <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Te- technically, it's Latin. So. Humans are the worst. English is the worst. All right. Uh, so we're all octopi and or octopuses uh, and our octopus trying to create the most beautiful garden, you know, because of all the things that octopus are known for. Gardening is at the top of the list, which apparently is actually true. I thought I was telling a joke and now I'm just an asshole. Um, <laughs> all right. Well,
3: you were that before.
2: Yeah. Right? Uh, first player is the last person to have swam underwater.
3: I, well spring break i was
2: gotta be kate <laughs> i do not remember the last time i have swum underwater oh. Summer actually warm. uh i would have to go back into my uh my natops file to see when the last time i did my <laughs> uh my dunker training because that would probably have been the last time i swam underwater
3: in spring break i went swimming kate uh, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs>
2: All right. So, so Kate, Kate, goes first, uh, so and then she play didn't continues. To be a, a sea creature. That is true. <laughs> uh, Plaything continues clockwise around the table. So, on your turn, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to harvest pearls. So you're going to gain one pearl for each of the oysters in your garden. Uh, the second thing you're going to do is you're going to collect and plant garden tokens. So you're going to perform one of the options. You can buy any one row or column of garden tokens on the market board. Uh, you must be able to afford all of the tokens, the cost being the number of pearls shown on the token, uh, So you have to be able to purchase the whole row or column. If you can't do that, then you can't do the option. Uh, After purchase, you can place them in your garden. If you ever collect uh, three sea anemones in a connected group, you get a clownfish, and you're going to put it on top of that group. And if you ever connect uh, five seagrass tokens into a single group, you gain a seahorse token. So that's the first option. The second option is, is you can attract a new oyster at the cost equal to your current number of oysters. So if you have three oysters already, it costs you three oysters to purchase a fourth oyster. Uh, They are the currency, they provide you pearls, but they are negative points at the end of the game. And then you can pass and remove one garden tile of your choice from the market and put it back in the draw bag after replacing it. So that's your third option. So those are your three options. So once you've done that, you are going to move sea stars and hermit crabs. So sea stars will move one space per turn on the shortest path directly towards an oyster. They can sit on top of any token except for coral and they will always move around coral. When it arrives to an oyster, it consumes it and the oyster is removed from your garden. Hermit crabs move the exact same way, except you get to choose the path that they uh, travel, uh, and they are looking for shells and or trash in order to have a home. Once they uh, arrive at that place, they're going to set it up as their home, and then they will travel around with whatever that token, creating a set. Uh, just like normal hermit crabs, if you find a better home, you can change to a better home. Um, and you just leave the first one in its space and you go to the other one. And then the last thing you're going to do on your turn is refill the market. So the game is end is triggered when one player's garden has no more empty spaces remaining. That player finishes their turn, and then each other player gets one final turn before scoring. Points are gained from those listed on collected clownfish and seahorse tokens. Hermit crabs without a home are minus one. Shells without a hermit crab are plus one. Crabs with homes are five points. Relics score none if you only have one. They're two points each if you have two and five points each if you have three. Uh, Trash are negative points each based on how much trash you have, unless a crab has made a home in the trash, and then they're both zero. And then some garden tokens grant points, and finally, you lose two points for each oyster. The person who scored the most is the winner. In case of a tie, the player with the fewest negative tiles. If it's still tied, the player with the most leftover pearls. And after that, it's a combined victory.
1: Combined victory?
2: Yep. Hmm. You worked together to be the best two octopi, octopuses, octopus in the ocean. And those are all the rules.
3: Well, let's play.
2: To be
0: under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. We just finished a game of octopus's garden. To recap, BP had 33 seahorse points. I had 47 clownfish points. Uh Kiwi had 50 Thanks. starfish points. And Kate won with 53 relic points. Winning winning strategy.
1: Uh relics. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a ton of points.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just went for the relics um because uh like cat lady with the set collection and the points increasing. Um yeah, so I just went for that. Um also pretty, a hermit
0: crab denial. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well that wasn't yeah. intentional. <laughs> um
0: An inadvertent strategy.
1: Yeah. But the relics I yeah, I went for it early and then just kind of tried to commit to that. Um, which I wasn't sure if it would work because it, it cost me a lot of pearls. And yeah, I, didn't fill up I also my thought maybe I was things. like,
0: oh, you need three. So I was like, maybe there's only like four or five in there. Mm-hmm. So it'd actually be hard, mm-hmm. but there were a lot yeah. of relics. Yeah. yeah kind
2: of like the catnip and cat lady. There yeah. That's like a ton of it. I was like, oh, maybe it's a little bit risky, but
1: mm-hmm. probably was a little risky, but
2: yeah, uh, Kiwi. I tried to just do a little bit of everything. Um, so I was able to get a seahorse. I was able to get a clownfish. A little bit of coral. Uh, I had enough relics for they all to be worth five apiece, but not as many as Kate. And then tried to steer clear of as much trash as possible. That's kind of what I tried to do. Uh, yeah,
0: I. you told me I could attract fish, and so I tried to do that. <laughs> I think I got the most of those. Yeah, you did. BP, big strategy?
3: Um, I wanted to create a beautiful garden because I thought that was the point.
2: Yep. I like how you have a little protective coral home for your mm-hmm. crap Your your one hermit crab that can my just, trash crab. Yeah, you go between the trash to a shell. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, I want to.
3: He's got a happy yeah, yeah. life. I want
2: to live uptown for a little bit, and so he moves to the tra- to the yeah. the shell, and he's like, all he's right,
3: got a, he's got multiple, multiple back to my roots. Trash. Back to the trash.
2: Yeah. Uh, so theme. On that
0: note, uh, what do you think of the theme? Did you feel like an octopus's garden? <laughs>
3: Um, there were no octopi. Yeah, <laughs> I was,
0: I, I some... like the sea of it, but yeah, where are my cephalopods?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, there's an expansion, so this was the first game. This is the recommended first play Ooh. setup. So there's an expansion that includes an, an Actual
1: octopus. Yeah, yeah, octopus should be part of the base game. Yep. Uh, otherwise, there's okay theme. Yeah. Um, it could be a lot of different things, but you, yeah, yeah like BP said, she've made a beautiful garden.
0: Yeah. I mean like just little things like the starfish trying to eat your oysters and your mm-hmm. crabs mm-hmm. moving between homes. Yep. I mean, it gave it a little bit more than just like, it could be super anything, but yeah. What'd you think?
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't have anything to add. I think the, the mechanics I guess I am adding something. Uh, I guess the mechanics and kind of like what you would expect a hermit crab or a starfish to do, like mechanically, Mm -hmm. it was easy to remember like, oh, they want to move and go to homes or find food. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nice to have a theme kind of make it a little bit easier in terms of like what you were doing, I guess. Yep. BP?
3: I I feel like I've already put my... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Table presents?
3: It's nice. Um, I mean, I think the tiles are cute. Um, I was a little confused at first with some of the icons on them, but, uh, they're straightforward. I think if you were, you know, walking past, you would definitely look because of the sea theme of the tiles are, are are different. You don't see a whole lot of sea theme going on in places for tile placement, especially.
0: I think there's a and game of course called Reef. Clownfish. But I don't yeah. think, yeah, like you said, it's a pretty uncommon thing. I think it would catch
2: your eye. I think, yeah, I mean, Reef had like uh, plastic pieces, but you were like stacking as much as you were mm-hmm. like placing things. Reef looked tacky. Uh, I think this would jump out and catch your eye. Yeah. I think my only complaint is, is the like all the coral tiles are the same, which mm-hmm. on the one hand, it makes it easy to say, okay, this is a sea anemone mm-hmm. and this is a coral. But I think there was an opportunity, like there's so much variety in coral and undersea creatures that I think they missed an opportunity to kind of like bring that variety into the art. But from a manufacturing standpoint, I can understand like, it was probably much cheaper to have a single image Mm -hmm. in terms of like an art asset. But I think it's a missed opportunity to have it be even more, have even more variety.
0: Yeah, I think it's a case where like it does. It's nothing like crazy, but I think it's just slightly unique enough that it would maybe grab your attention. Yeah, especially if that center uh, board looks like it does on Tabletopia. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, nothing to add really. Yeah, it, I, I think it has pretty good table presence. I didn't think there could be more variety, but I didn't think it was, you know, you know, boring or anything. I think it's still. It has a lot there and um yeah you get to move crabs around and <laughs> yeah I think it's pretty good
2: uh mechanics kiwi so i don't think there was anything like too crazy i did like the I- idea of the the moving animals cuz it definitely made you think like i didn't get a starfish until like almost the very end of the game and i was like oh man i'm going to have these like minus points so it's one of those things where it's like you want a starfish, but the question is, is like, when do you get it? Based on when it's available, mm-hmm. or do you just like, you know, grab it? Because I think it hurt BP uh, a little bit because, like, she got one towards the beginning and it ate her oysters pretty quick, and then she wasn't getting as much money. But then for me, like, I ended up same thing with Eric. Like, we I ended up with mine. some at the end. Yeah, because we one delayed early, but then I like made him take a long route and he didn't get there. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. yeah and then
2: that like i wanted one earlier but it just didn't show up so mm-hmm. um yeah i liked i liked that part because that was the only thing that was really different from any other tile placement where you had a you had a tile that would eat other tiles basically Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. and it had an effect on your currency which yeah yep, yeah. definitely
2: yeah currency but then also in game so it's like mm-hmm. you know it's that trade-off of you know when do you get it in order to gain the benefits from it, but not have it hurt you during gameplay. So it added yeah. a little bit something else. I definitely the like
0: the movement. I mean, it has the same kind of mm-hmm. it has sort of the row column drafting kind of like Cat Lady, but with the currency piece. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which is I like. But the issue with all drafting games is there's always going to be some luck in there. Like you said, with the starfish or the hermit crabs, or mm-hmm. if you really want something, you can't reliably like get it. So. Yeah. Um, Not that that's a big issue, but it's just something that I feel like all drafting games are going to have that. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I think it was a unique combination of some of these, you know, uh, that added little, well, none of the mechanics in and of themselves are anything, right, or shattering. I think the combination of it was just that slight bit unique that it makes it different enough.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, rules. How was it learning the game?
1: Uh, it wasn't too hard. Yeah, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Um, I think we've already referenced Cat Lady <laughs> numerous times, so it has that same drafting. Um, well, not exactly the same as you just pointed out, but very similar. Um, drafting from the main board and then placing tiles. Um, I missed one thing until very late in the game that I with the seagrass any, anywhere, not in a straight row. Um, but yeah, but yeah, nothing too complicated. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of like cat lady or sushi go or whatever, where you have to kind of learn the different combinations and things. But once you kind of know it, then it's
2: pretty simple. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. I had the, I had the rule book open, but I never, the only time I referenced it was when we went through each of the scoring things just to make sure that we didn't miss anything but um I never looked in the rule book the whole time we played
0: uh for player interaction I mean probably similar to most drafting games because we were all on mm-hmm. our own board so the whole tile placement didn't really have any interaction so it really came down to Kate stealing all the hermit crabs <laughs> um yeah so you're, you're normal like drafting which is more luck than necessarily interaction um I think maybe most of the interaction came from just the social piece of uh you know Exclaiming fish terms at each other.
2: (laughs) I think the one benefit to having the uh, currency to have to be able to buy rows or columns did make it so that you could a little bit plan ahead because Mm -hmm. you knew what you could afford and you knew what people ahead of you could afford. Mm -hmm. So you had an opportunity for a little bit more planning ahead than you would in something like Cat Lady or Dog Lover, where since there is no currency, you really don't know what you're going to get until it's your turn um and you can have a have an idea of like this is what i want to grab but like what you actually get you don't know until then so i think adding that currency piece does give you does kind of mitigate that a little bit not that it's bad yeah i did mitigate a mitigated um bit.
0: i was plan. i think i was planning out ahead more than i do in most
1: of
2: these games so i agree mm-hmm.
1: how many players does this go up to
2: i think just four
1: just four yeah. okay yeah the Seahorse and Clownfish tokens seem pretty generous in how many those are. I feel like other games, there's usually only like a couple of those. And so when the first person who gets it, you're like, oh no, but this, well, it's mm-hmm. because the it's, point values are dropping. Value drops, so they want you to yeah. be able to
0: get them, but yeah. the value definitely decreases. Um, decreases. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you play it again? BP?
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it's pretty enough. It reminds me a little bit of Calico.
2: Mm. I struggled a little bit with this one because there was a point I felt like it's it had some issues that we have seen in other games where one player really benefits from mm-hmm. what the players behind them do. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there were some you know adjustments to, you know, somebody passed and something else came out or, you know. Kate accidentally takes all the hermit crabs and that's accidentally <laughs> with heavy air quotes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so there was a bit where I was just like, I don't think I want to play this again, but then like the comparisons with cat lady, you know, and cat lady has similar aspects where, you know, you could end up like you one cat-nip. player just benefits cat-nip happens yeah, all the cat-nip, time. Yeah. All the time. But I keep coming back and playing cat lady. Um, so I think the answer would be yes.
3: Yeah. There I, are there other games like it that are just as good? Yes.
2: Yeah. And the and the and the sea uh you know the ocean theme is nice because it's not something you get a ton of, mm-hmm. at least not in this like style, um, or these mechanics. So I think at first I was a no, but I think now I I would say yes, I think.
0: Okay. I think I would agree with that. Um like, would I own it over Cat Lady, which is just lighter weight and easier to set up? No. Um, like, it, there's yeah. other games that do it well enough, but I would play it again because I, I love Marine Biology. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that alone will probably uh, be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll play that. And, like, it was still fun. Um, mm-hmm. But, yep. like, I don't know Would it, I really have to, like, think about, like, how does it compare to other games that do the same thing? Because um, there's quite a few of them. But I, one caveat is I would have to see this expansion yeah, that actually adds the octopus in. Because, that actually yeah.
3: has an octopus, yeah.
0: Um, I think that would be a must if it exists and is
2: makes the game better. Uh, then that is an option in Tabletopia, because one of the options was play with all of the expansions. <laughs> play with octopus in your garden. Uh,
1: Kate. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, even if it's similar to other games, um, it was... It was enjoyable. I liked the theme. I liked collecting crabs. I wasn't trying to deny anyone. I, I know you were to the crabs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, like easy, fun, mm-hmm. good theme. Yeah, I liked it. Yep.
0: All right, that was Octopus's Garden.
3: So, if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on just send them our way you can do so via email at first Turn at gmail or hit us up on twitter or instagram at first and the podcasting camel says as he's diving down to uh scuba amongst the coral please don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers can you do a bloop 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 <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you play more games
0: doing big oyster
1: um big oyster big oyster big oyster, big oyster. you are what sea creature uh, alright I'm big oyster I
0: don't know if that was a good idea Oh, all right, I get three, I'm gonna stop hogging all the hermit crabs, I want the
1: crabs. I just want a seahorse.
0: I just wanted a crab. (laughs)